0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Man, did this dude just did this?
0: With the 20th pick in the 2016 NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers select Paris Laverne from the University of Michigan. The problem is you don't want to mess with a bat because, as you may
1: know, they can be ratted. And there goes our chest after somebody in the stands, and he is going after a fan, and he is waylaying a fan, and this thing is now getting ugly. Got them all? Justin has come in all three. Do we have them all? First time in NBA history that had three brothers on the floor at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love... BetOnline online has you covered if you love hockey golf mma championship boxing bet online has it all every sport every game every matchup bet online has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with bet online
2: Welcome, Born Ready to Pod listeners. This is the Born Ready to Pod crew. Yes, this is Jake making an appearance uh, yet again. Um, And I'm joined by Hawk and Chris Cook. And I just want everyone to know I'm embarrassed to even be a part of this podcast, uh, mostly because we're affiliated with the Pacers. Um, And, you know, Uh, it's, it's been a pathetic day. I I woke up today thinking I'm going to, I'm going to get to watch the Pacers and then I'm going to get to watch the Cubs. Well, as of, as of right now, the Cubs are, are losing six to two in the, the second inning and the Pacers put on one of the worst displays of, of basketball in the first quarter of the game against the Hawks today that I've ever seen. Um, I, Chris, I know you were very busy today. You had, you had little, um, most of the day, your wife, I believe was with my wife, but Hawk, did you watch any of the game and just give me some thoughts before I go ham?
1: I watched the first quarter at B dubs and then I was disgusted. Obviously there's, there's this weird dispute going on ever since Bally got the rights or something where I can't even stream the games at home anymore. So after the first, first quarter I was over and then I was just watching it on my phone, like the score sheet thing. And, it was just more frustrating because we got it close, and then they just blew it late is what it looked like.
0: but Well, the record, Hawk, I, uh, you can still log into Fox Sports Go app and stream the game. I did it the other day for the Friday game. Dude, I thought
1: – dude, I did it like last week too, but I swear I'm logged in and there was nothing to – I even searched pacers and everything, and I couldn't figure it out. So, I don't know what's yeah, going need, on there. You
0: need to give that another shot because I literally just did it on Friday.
1: All right, well, maybe I'm wrong, but – yeah so I couldn't see the end of the game so the first quarter like you said was just terrible I mean I Kevin Herter was killing us the whole team was killing us for the Hawks so and I saw Capella had what 24 rebounds which should never happen so yeah it's just what we've come to expect lately
0: we could have got Capella over on rebounds of 16 and a half at plus money and I didn't take it
2: I feel like a fool Okay. This is all great. Now, listen, I'm just (laughs) telling you right now, we got to get the nuts and bolts because I'm so, I'm so tired of it. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I watch all these people on Twitter guys. I respect maybe some podcasters, maybe people affiliated with the team. And now I'm seeing people that are like, you know what? Maybe this two center thing, isn't going to work out for us. This is the epiphany. No shit. Sherlock. I don't know this is modern NBA basketball. I'm tired of people just like, you know what? I don't think we can run it back next year, man. That is a novel thought. You guys really, you you guys are on to something. People are so dumb. We have been duped hoodwinked. We've just been absolutely bamboozled. We, we have been playing better basketball lately. Granted the, the schedule has not been super tough, but we have played watchable basketball. When we've had one center on the court, it's so evident that you can't play basketball like this. I just started taking pictures of the spacing on offense in the middle of the fourth quarter. I mean, it it just drives me absolutely up the wall. The players are not having fun. Everything's clogged. Defensively, we're pathetic. The Hawks, I mean, it was like watching a high school team play an eighth grade team. They just, Kevin Herter, ball fake. Somebody just runs right past him. Jeremy Lamb sprints past him. One dribble, wide open three. Brogdon couldn't – Brogdon has become a terrible defender. It's just pathetic to watch. The whole team has regressed so far. It's not even funny. It is. It goes all the way back. I know I've been saying it. I hope Kevin Pritchard gets a job somewhere next year. I really hope he does. But if he's still the GM after this, this is the worst thing I've ever seen and it's an it, it is atrocious. People won't just say the guy should lose his job. He can't draft, he can't put a team together. He gave 30% of our salary to two big guys that don't even don't even complement each other. It's the, it is so stupid. And I think finally, I think White Nate finally did it today. He started off with the two centers. We got down by so far we 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 never really really got over the hump we, we tied it up a couple times i don't think we ever got the lead and it's with the two centers at one point they were minus 18 on the floor together in the first quarter of a basketball game minus 18 i let me repeat that minus 18 and then when there was only one center on the court i think we were plus both of them it didn't matter who it was it's it's so stupid and then down the stretch I think it was telling. I think White Nate was trying to prove a point to the to the to the front office. Okay, you know what? You want you want these guys to play together. You don't make a deal of the deadline to make our team better. This is what it looks like. And it was clunky, it was terrible. We had TJ McConnell, Malcolm Brogdon, Edmund Sumner, Sabonis, and Turner in in crunch time. Not one floor spacer. Not one. And no one even questions the fact that T.J. McConnell's in there because he's about the only guy that's reliable on a night-in, night-out basis. So that's what that's what we trotted out there to try to beat a Hawks team that has they haven't won anything since since I don't even know they, they've been terrible for so long and we can't beat them. I don't I don't know what people are saying. And now the argument is well, do you want to get rid of. Turner, you want to get rid of Sabonis. I'll be honest. I see four different avenues for this to go. One, you run it back and you're just, you're just terrible and you're just going to do whatever Kevin Pritchard says. Two, you trade them both. You restart everything. Fine, whatever. At this point, that's better than than running it back. You trade Sabonis. If you trade Sabonis, you keep Turner. You better get some wing defenders. You better, you better get something for Sabonis because really, if we're playing the honest game, Sabonis... Is about what Vucevic is, and Vucevic basically got the magic for all intent and purposes. Wendell Carter Jr., who's another big guy that hasn't proven himself in a protected first-round pick. I don't know. I mean, people the Indianapolis the Pacer fans will just riot if that's all we get for Sabonis, but that's all he's really worth because no one wants centers in the NBA. Or you can trade Turner. You might get a decent piece, but. All in all, we're just, we're just, we're just screwed. We're just screwed. And because we let this guy that can't draft make all of these picks, Goga might honestly be his best pick ever. And he is the third string center on a team that might not make the playoffs and starts two centers. Like, I'm sorry. I know I've been talking. I think I've been talking for 10 minutes. I could talk another hour. I, I was on my bike and I was just so pissed. It is, it's, the fact that fans won't just, we need to be holding them to the fire. We don't want to do this podcast because we suck. It's not fun saying how bad we suck. But if if we're not going to hold their feet to the fire and I don't know who will, I'm just saying, it. I'm just saying, it. I know it sucks here. And I've been saying it since December. And now people are all of a sudden, I almost tweeted at somebody that we we actually have done stuff with this person and Oh, Oh, Man, I really don't know if we can bring two centers back next year. No shit, Sherlock. And these are the people that are controlling what our fans think. Like, what are we doing? Can somebody answer it? What are we doing? Cook, you're the most diehard Pacer fan I know. And I know you didn't get to watch the game today, but what are we doing? What are we doing? You tell me what you want out of the Pacers.
0: To win. To win.
2: Correct. Right? That's all I give a shit about. Win. Win. We can't do it. It's impossible. We've fucked ourselves so bad. It's, it makes me want to cry. It makes me want to cry because we, we gave all this money to those two guys and no one wants centers. I tried to do this, all of these different trades at the trade deadline. And I'm thinking, why would this team want a center? Why would that team want a center? No one wants those centers. I don't know. Hawk, give me some answers. I need, I need to hear it. I've just been talking to myself all day. I mean, I, and I love talking to myself, but I, I just, I need to know what you guys think.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's almost exhausting at this point to me just because we saw it so far ahead before others, I feel like had this realization and, you know, we just saw the path that was going on. I mean, what, right. When we got Sabonis, we had questions about it. And then Sabonis happened to be, you know, a good player. And then from there, we just went on and on and on. And we had to deal with some injuries along the way, but now we're here and now they're playing and it just doesn't work. Like you said, and I mean, we're kind of screwed in a way. So I don't know what the plan is. I think the plan is to just make it to the end and see what happens. You know, honestly, if, if you're Pritchard, you're probably wanting to make the playoffs just to try to keep your job. But if you're anybody else, you're probably wanting to miss the playoffs for a chance at that lottery. You know, Zion was not, 100% 100% supposed to go to the Pelicans. The Pelicans got kind of lucky. So, you know, you, you could get a, a franchise changing player in this year's draft, I think. I mean, you definitely need someone with some athleticism that can break it down. You almost need, like, I don't know, Anthony Edwards last year is looking like he, you know, he, he's going to be a, a really good player in this league and someone that, you know, could start a franchise with. So, something like that. We need to revitalize. You get a guy like that and then trade one of those for more assets, more picks. Sabonis, bonus Turner. You can maybe package some kind of deal. I mean, there's a lot of options, I think, out there just with the way the NBA ran these days and all these weird, strange deals and all the second-round picks we have. We can definitely get better quick. It's just Pritchard's got to go. I think that's what it comes down to. This, this year's shot, we can't do anything now, and I know, like – people and that's why people are realizing it now because like there's no trade we can't talk about the trades because we can't do it till the off season and we got to watch this the rest of the year so i mean we just got to get used to it at this point point. and i don't see us winning a playoff series that play in playoff game i don't even know if i want to be a part of it's just it's just a lot
2: of a lot to think about that's yeah all I the, hawk, the hawk i think you hit it you hit the nail on the head the way we get through this is with the draft and Let's say we just completely, and I honestly, I think White Nate kind of tanked that game today. I mean, it's clear. I mean, my 95 year old great grandma could have seen that those two on the court was not going to win that game. I mean, it was so obvious. I mean, it was so obvious, and there's no way that White Nate thought that that was was the best way for us to win. There's 0% chance. I don't care what anybody says. I think he's showing the front office, this is what you gave me to work with. This is who my best players are supposed to be. And we can't win with them. And the problem is, is if we tank and and we retain Pritchard, he cannot draft. He is terrible at the NBA draft. Go look at his freaking page. He has got to go. I think he's a good guy. I think he's. I think he's pretty honest. I think he's tried to make the moves he thought was best. I don't. I don't want to rip him as a human being, but he is a terrible GM for us at this point. He follows me on Twitter. I've tried. I. I. I, I don't say. I, I'm just very much flummoxed with thinking that you should pay two centers in the modern NBA. It makes no sense. The way the rosters are constructed, there's zero percent chance we can win. When we get down in the game, which we're going to get down in games, but when we get down early in games, okay, this is how the NBA works. Everybody plays hard in the fourth quarter. Everybody plays hard in the fourth quarter, and we can never compete with other teams because they just have wing players that completely take over the game. It's just, it's a fact. We, we just play poorly in the fourth quarter. And like Agnes, oh, well, we're playing bad in the fourth quarter now. I wonder why. Well, what do you mean you wonder why? We're clunky, we don't have shooters. Our best, our best players are these big dudes, and you don't win in the NBA like that. For three quarters, you can win like that because who's going to want to battle Sabonis in the first quarter? Nine minutes left in the first quarter. You know what, Sabonis, you want these two points? Fine. I'm not going to fight you. In the fourth quarter, it's not so easy, and teams just double-team down. And we don't have shooters. We can't kick it. I mean, and when you get down in the game early like we did today, we don't have the firepower, especially against really good teams. The Hawks are not a really good team. Okay, against really good teams, we can't come back. We're down 15 points in the fourth, first quarter. We're done. It's over. Stick a fork in a sayonara. We're done. The players told you when Sabonis was out. Oh, my gosh, there's a lot of space. Yes, you can make plays with space. Basketball is about space. They told you that. I didn't have to tell you that. When 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 Turner was out, there's still space because there's still only one guy down there. And when Turner's playing on the wing, he's useless because he can hit shots, but that's not really his game. His game is 15 feet in out a little bit, but he's not going to post people up. That's not the way you win. I'm sorry, people. It's just not. I gave the stats. I looked up these stats that one a, a, a couple weeks ago. The Pacers perimeter or, or interior defense were like top five. I've actually, I think we're number one. We're the best interior defensive team in the league. Okay? Yeah. Guarding the three, we're bottom five. We suck at it. And overall, we're terrible. The teams that defend inside well suck. The winning the winning percentage was like 43%. The teams that defend the three-point ball well, oh, my God. they're They're the best teams in the league. And it's literally just because threes are worth more than twos. It's a novel idea. It's just like how you guys make fun of me in football. I'd rather have sevens than threes. If you can defend the three ball well, you're going to win. If you can't, you're going to lose. And that's what it comes down to. Turner has so many blocks because we're so bad at defending the three-point line. They either get wide open threes or they just drive around (laughs) our guys and he's got more opportunities for blocks. All right, I want to pause. Keep going, guys. You guys just talk through it. Gonna cry.
0: <laughs> Chris, what do you got? I don't got much. I feel like we've recorded this podcast like uh, That's the that
2: unfortunately that's the thing though. That that's what we're doing. We keep saying the same things over and over again, and there's nothing more we can there's nothing we can do. RGM knew it was an issue, but because he Made the mistake. We made no deals at the deadline. We've built our team around guys that have not won anywhere. Malcolm Brogdon is the only guy that's ever really won. Sabonis hasn't won. Turner hasn't won. Jeremy Lamb hasn't won. TJ Warren sure as hell didn't win with the Suns. McConnell, he's been to 75 places. Maybe he wanted a couple of them. I don't know. But this team is just built. McDermott's never been on a winner. He's played on Dallas when they sucked. He played on New York. I mean, we've built this team around odds and ends parts. And now we're like, why aren't we winning? Well, these guys haven't won anywhere they've gone. They haven't. And I'm sorry, guys, but we suck. We're a Mickey Mouse franchise. We're not even Mickey Mouse. We're goofy. We are a goofy franchise. We're done. Stick a fork in us. Until we have somebody else calling the shots, this thing's this thing's over.
1: I agree. And I came to that realization a long time ago. That's why I'm not as passionate as you are right now because after the All- star or after the trade deadline, and you know, I was pretty much like, all right, this is what we got. We know we suck. We know we're a French playoff team. This team gets swept out of the playoffs every year. All right, I guess we're rolling with this again. I mean like you said we definitely need to say something have some kind of voice I think that's important but at the same time I'm at this point I'm somewhat numb to it because same song and dance for me.
0: Let me ask you this question. You ready for it? Yep. If you flip those two head coaches on the sidelines today, who won that who would win that game? I think honestly
1: it's 100% Nate McMillan and it's just because one Who knows if Bjorken was actually trying to tank that game? Maybe, and but I think it's clear the leads we've blown late in games lately, or when we just don't show up in the fourth quarters at times lately, that is a direct, you know, representation. At least some of it is of some rookie coaching. I think we can all agree about that. He's taking chances, mixing up lineups, the two centers things is at his disadvantage. But I think Nate, he's got experience with both teams now, and I think if you switch them, I think Nate comes out prevail because I don't think. I think he, Both teams are pretty evenly matched, honestly. Jake,
2: I uh, honestly, I mean, I don't think it really matters. I I think we're in a place where the head coach doesn't matter. The 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 NBA head coach really matters pretty little. Uh, you know, on a game by game basis, so, you know, big picture, you know, playoff games. That's maybe in playoff series, it's a little different, but. I mean, the Hawks are better than us. The Hawks have shooters that can space the floor, Bogdanovich, Herter, Trey Young. Uh, they have a big guy in Capella that just dusts up the boards, and then obviously John Collins can step out and shoot. But he's such a he's a just a versatile defender, and he can guard twos and threes. And I mean, I don't. I just we're not as good as these teams. I I don't think it really matters who the coach is on a game by game basis. I think I think White Nate is basically saying like. This is what you're telling me I'm supposed to win with. And here's why we can't win. I'm not saying he tanked it on purpose, but everyone, I mean, I had a couple people slide in the DMS or not even the DMS just responded to me. Well, you got to play your best players. Well, first off, you don't have to play your best players in crunch time. That doesn't make any sense. Because, well, you know, but most teams don't don't pay 30 million or 30 percent of the salary cap to two centers. But that's neither here nor there. But maybe that's what Nate's doing. OK, you, you tell me these two. Your
1: outdoor experiences could be better. Clearly better. Keenan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity using Japanese optics. Canyon's lenses are clear, lighter, and stronger than any other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canyon sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at K-A-E-N-O-N dot com to receive 15% off your first pair of sunglasses. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T one
2: five. Canon clearly better. You guys are your guys, right? Here you go. We'll throw Brogdon out there. That's your big signing. Um, we'll play McConnell because <clears throat> everyone can see he's our most uh, you know reliable player at this point. And then let's throw Sumner out there because he's our best wing defender, honestly, at this point. And so that's what he threw out there. I mean, he's making a point. And you know, I just I, just I, wanted,
1: it is. I think it's a little crazy to say a coach doesn't matter game. I mean, look, once Nate got to Atlanta, I mean, he made them relevant. I mean, like once he took over the head coaching job, I should say. And then when he was Indiana, we never had a season like this. I mean, he knows how to win. He knows how to like just get you to the baseline of being competitive almost every game. I mean, notoriously slow starts. We remember that bad, maybe uh play calling and out of bounds plays were atrocious at times and you know no coach is gonna figure out this rotation, so maybe that some of those, you know, whatever you want to call them were unfair, but I, I think it definitely matters a little bit, and I think he's no, done a good yeah. job and he deserves a little credit, you know.
2: Yeah, no, he deserves credit. I'm not saying I I just mean Chris's question specifically was if if we switch this game, does it matter? And I don't think it does because I I just think that their roster is yeah, or their if you just put the names, this is the problem that Pacer fans have. If you just put the names of the rosters out there, you're like, oh, Sabonis, Turner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Brogdon. Okay. Yeah. This is going okay. Like, you're looking at our team, Jeremy Lamb. We got some players, right? And then you look at a team like them, you know, like the Hawks, Kevin Herter. Okay. Whatever. Bogdanovich. We were celebrating. We didn't pay him $18 million or whatever the hell it was. You know, I, it just... Pound for pound, our team is not that much different in terms of name recognition than any of the other teams. That's, but that's the thing. It's, it's not name recognition. It's what teams, it's still five guys working together in one system. And I don't even know. I don't, I can't tell you if White Nate can coach or not. If he honestly thought that's the best five, the, the best five that gave us a chance to win today, he can't coach. But I, I mean, I think it's very hard when even Joe Glow on Twitter can see that. Turner and Sabonis aren't working, and we, we're calling them Turbonus now. I didn't even know that's a thing, but apparently it is. Which that should be shot straight to hell. We should never see in a real NBA basketball game. We should be staggering their minutes for the rest of the year. Maybe play two or three minutes at a stretch together, but all in all starting them in any games with them if you're really trying to win basketball games it's so painfully obvious that it can't happen that if it continues to happen i i really think it's white nate saying here you go front office this is what you gave me stick it up your you know what
1: maybe that would be ballsy for a first
2: year coach i just think well once he got to lose it's clearly it's the players are telling you it's brutal I mean, when, ter- when Sabonis, I almost said Turbonis, but when Sabonis was out, they said, oh, my God, this is so much fun. We're playing with space on the floor. They're telling you it's clear that the players aren't really getting along. I mean, if you watch the game, there's little to no communication. Everyone's pissed. And that's what happens when you lose. But it's clear something's wrong. And, you know, as a coach, sometimes you're just like, I don't I don't know what the answer is. They got to work through it. And in the NBA, it just it doesn't work like that. I mean, locker room culture does matter. But at the same time, you know, I've been in successful win-loss locker rooms that the team hated each other. And, you know, the best locker room I've ever been in, everyone loved each other and we only won three games. So, But this is the NBA. Things like that matter a lot more because everything's magnified. And I I just think we've hit a point where, you know, Pritchard needs to be on his way. Go find another job. Go go somewhere else, and that's it. I just think love I how think you're just dead.
0: like you're just like visualizing him just at the end of the year, just packing his bags and just headed out. Like he's just gonna pack his bags and leave at the end of the year.
1: What are the well, chances I, he's gone? We think I I
0: zero
2: you think zero
1: i think it, the worse it gets how I think is the there
2: what do you mean what okay so why did? Do, why does why is pritchard how is there a zero percent chance he leaves what i, I yeah no I i'm, I'm, I'm saying
0: not, on his own way i'm not saying oh about well no fired.
2: Fuck, no his ass should be fired he sucks <laughs> of course i'm not saying he's gonna walk away on his own and say you know what guys I'm going to I'm not going to I'm not going to be a part of the NBA anymore because I suck so bad. No, you throw his ass out on the street and you say you go draft the next five centers for hopefully the Detroit Pistons or the Chicago Bulls or some shit. It's ridiculous. No, he's not going to leave. His ass needs to be sent out on the Pennsylvania Avenue, call him the cab call him an uber send him to the airport and he should never be allowed to make his life field house again because he's ruining a franchise gone see ya bye thanks for tj mcconnell appreciate it that's what you gave us congrats buddy out the door bounce baby out the door
0: it's simple i mean you said it not me i agree do you think that Uh, T.J. Warren, is going to fix all these problems? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't.
2: It's just so sad because I don't want to call our players losers, but we don't have anybody that's ever won. And we put them all together in in what should be one of the best, best places to play basketball in the world. And we put them all together and just basically said, go in with them, guys. It's pathetic. Maybe Goga won when he was like twelve, wherever the hell he played. I don't know. Maybe he won a national championship there, but my god, it's pathetic.
0: Are you Mike? Uh, boy, Mike single, are you gonna Mike drop back face on face? your Goga? hate? yeah. No, yeah, yeah.
2: I am gonna drop back on it because you know playing him, he's never gonna be good. He just he's not. You know what I think he is? I think his at his at his height. He could be Enos Cantor, a terrible defender, a guy that could get you 10 to 12 rebounds a game, maybe score 15, 16. He's never going to be on a championship team, but I mean, he is further along than I thought he would be. And, I, and I'll and i admit that he he's better than I thought. But I mean, he's he's not got the potential to be a franchise changer for us. I'm going to get that that's valuable off the bench, though. That's valuable off the bench. Yeah, I mean, he, he literally, he couldn't guard Jeremy W. Miller in an NBA game. I'll tell you that much right now, but he, he's so bad. Um, and people, people think blocks mean you're a good defender. It, that that I mean, James Harden is the, one of the worst wing defenders in the NBA, but he always leads the league in steals or at least, at least top five. I mean, those are just, those are just counting stats. I mean, you know if I steal one but let 10 go by me I still I'm, I'm still pretty good at getting steals. I mean it's just it's just people don't think and it's it's pathetic. I I Goga, I'm I'm sorry for all the hate. You're still not great but your potential is a good backup center in the league, and I'll admit that.
1: I I will. I I he's never done anything that just blown me out of the water yet. <laughs> I mean, if we want to be um, average, then give me all the go-gos. Yeah, there we go. How's that?
0: Right now, if uh, the season were to end, the Pacers would be slotted at the 12th pick overall. Well,
2: that's perfect. That is per. That's. I'm sure. I'm sure Pritchard. The way he's able to <laughs> scout guys, I'm sure he's going to find us that diamond in the rough.
1: It's not going to be Pritchard. I'm telling you, we're done with him.
2: gonna be jake light calling the shots dude no i hey you know i'd take the job probably i might take that job but i that we need somebody you got the next guy has to be able to draft and he has to be able to scout he's got to have a scouting background there's no doubt about it because it's clear that the ownership won't completely tank so we're never gonna get you know top five top ten picks um
1: yeah, but like he's like I've said, like the whole lottery has changed over the last two or three years. Your chances of getting the number one pick for missing the playoffs are astronomically better than what they used to be.
2: Like you never like, no, yeah, I get it. Can we agree we're closer to the worst team in the league than the best? That's yes. clear, correct? Okay, duh.
1: We don't have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, so yes, we're not even close.
2: Yeah, I just I just I didn't mean it like that. I mean, we are we're just we're closer to being the just being the laughing stock than actually competing. Because I think sometimes our fans think we're like close to competing and we're really not.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: I think we used to be that way a few years ago.
1: Well, I think we were kind of just we were close. We all hit a. Go ahead. I was saying, yeah, we're a few years ago. I don't know. Go ahead with your point because I don't even know what I was going to say now.
0: No, I just think we were – we had our blindfolds on, you know. I think it's always been this way, at least recently, and we thought there was a chance, but I think we've all had the, uh, you know, this awakening where we realized, you know, maybe it's been like this way for years. Really, the last time they actually competed was, you know, six or seven years ago when they were in the conference finals haven't made it out of a first round. Sure. You won, you know, three first round games that one year. Um, but yeah, I mean, haven't made it out of the first round since 2014. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yep.
2: If the Pelicans called you today and said like, I'll give you, I mean, obviously trade deadlines over. I'll give you a first round. I'll give you two first round picks and Jackson Hayes for Sabonis. What are you saying? How many first round picks? Two, two. Yes. <laughs> give me what all about the first round picks. What about one first round pick in Jackson Hayes? No, I don't know. What if is they the said, issues? "Hey, I, I, I'm just trying to think of a deal." It because the Vucevic deal is is what you work off of. You get a young, probably center, because no one's going to give up on a young wing. You're going to get a young center and a first round pick. Yeah, and. I mean, it is what it is. I don't, I, I think obviously Wiseman's
0: not going to be moved. I don't know. I, I, I think Sabonis so. would get more value because he's younger. And that may be,
2: but I don't think it's going to be exponential value. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. But I think even at this point, Vucevic, if you actually watch him, I mean, he's a pretty solid, pretty solid contributor.
1: Yeah, I would rather have Vucevic over Sabonis.
2: I think you guys
0: are you guys were pro 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 Sabonis. It seems like you're backing off. Like, no, 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 not- no, no,
2: no. I'm not backing off on him. I'm not backing off. I think he's I think he's I think he's good, but I think this is really shown you, and and I keep saying it, but when was the last time when was the last time the best player on a team was the center and one? I don't yeah, I'm just thinking if I'm playing 2K. Would I rather have, would I rather play with
1: Vucevic or Sabonis? And it's Vucevic because I can, you know, pull up from deep with them. I feel like in butter.
2: That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. That's not I not a bad theory. It's, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just looking at this list of centers and none of them have ever won a championship or even really been super close. I mean, you're, you watch, uh, so, jokic no Embiid, bead carl anthony towns hell no rudy gobert they have bam listed as a center on this so i mean he got there Porzingis, nurkic, nurkic vucevic ayton Valanciunas. i mean horford andre drummond hell he's he can't even find a home steven adams miles turner brooke lopez clint capella jared allen tristan thompson thomas bryant mitchell robinson I mean, just those are centers now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's the top 20 centers, according to this. And I just Googled click the first one and none of them are, I mean, I, I'd love, I mean, sure. I'd like Jokic or Embiid or Towns, but none of those guys, none of those guys are even probably taking the last shot for their respective teams. Yeah. You're Maybe right. Embiid. I don't know. I'm just telling you the center is not the way to win in the NBA, my friends. I don't, Somebody said Anthony Davis is a center and he just won a champ. I mean, I guess, but Anthony Davis is a, I mean, his, he's best because he can stretch the floor. He shoots more threes than he does, you know, layups. I mean, it's, it's dumb and he wasn't shit until he was with LeBron literally couldn't get out of the first round of the playoffs without LeBron. So I'm just tired. I know I've been, I know I've been going off, but I just needed to say it to the people. Because I just feel – I feel very strongly – I would love to get with some of these other podcasts and just bounce these things off of people. But they don't – some of the other podcasts are just now saying, I don't think the two sinners are going to work. <laughs> like, no, sh- no
1: shit. I mean, at what point did anyone ever think it was? Like, really? We were all hoping and maybe, like, we were anticipating it, maybe potentially working. But at no point did I
0: actually think it would work. Yeah, I agree. I mean, no one ever. Th- we all were just hopeful that maybe, you know, this would work out. But I think we all lean towards that not being the case for sure.
1: Yeah. And they're likable guys. So that's why it was hard. But I mean, at the end of the day, watching the basketball game, I mean, hell, get one of them out of here. It's not that hard.
2: It is when you have to admit you made a mistake, my friend. It's true.
0: Is that all you okay. got for the okay. evening? I got I got some ice cream I got to eat.
2: Yeah, I think that's it. I think I good. said what I needed to say. I hope, hope people listen to this. I don't want us to suck. I think sometimes, you know, like, some of these guys, like, in the media, uh, like, we're not media. I'm not trying to say we are. But, like, some of these guys, like, Colin Cowherd loves when certain teams suck. Like, it's great when the Cowboys suck. I don't want the Pacers to suck. I would much rather be talking about, hey, how are we gearing up for this long playoff run or, you know, oh, that was a big matchup with the Hawks. We could actually see them in round two or here's how we beat them in round one. We're not there. Like, I want the Pacers to be good. I don't like talking shit about them. I don't like trying to problem solve every issue we have. I want them to be good, but we're not. And we need the fans to continue to care because we can't let the organization just slip into mediocrity. We already have. And that's what happens when You just go to games and you pay for a a low-end product. And that's kind of what we've been doing. And I'm as guilty as anybody else. That's happened to the Cubs for what, 107 years? Something like that. Yeah, they're falling back into it because they won one. And now that's fine. They just spent $3 billion making Wrigleyville cool, but we can't spend fucking $3 million on a setup guy. Stupid. Anyways, I'm done. I'm, I'm done talking. Thank you guys for letting me have that therapeutic time.
0: Yep. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Appreciate you guys all listening to him vent for the past 25 minutes. I'm now going to take the even rest of the evening off, go enjoy myself some ice cream and uh, fall asleep because I have to be honest, I was kind of dozing off for most parts of this.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I have a very great voice.
0: All right. Well, we'll see you guys soon.
2: Later.